Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be starting Parsha's Va'es Chanan. Va'es Chanan has 118 psukim in it in total. Our first Aliyah Rishon has a total of 11 psukim running from Perak Gimel, Pasuk Chof Gimel to Perak Dalad, Pasuk Dalad. The main focus of our Aliyah seems to be Moshe's plea to get into the land of Israel, a basic summary. Moshe describes how he pleaded at that time to go into the land of Canaan. He describes how, how he praised Hashem. Hashem has just begun to show him the strength of his hand. There are no powers in the heaven and the earth which can do like his deeds. He begs that he can go forward and see the good land, that go to Transjordan, see the good mountain, which is Yerushalayim and the Lebanon, which refers to the base of Midash, which was made from cedars of Lebanon. And at this point, Hashem got angry. And, um, and he says, Rav Lach, you have already too much, or a lot. You don't, you don't speak to me um, on this matter anymore. Hashem asks him to stop praying. He says, rather go up to Rosh HaPiskah, the head of the mountain. See, go look in all the directions, but you will not cross the Jordan. So you can see the land, but you can't actually go there. Um, he commanded Yahushua, saying that he will lead the people and give them the land. That's going to be the condemnation, meaning Yahushua is going to be the one who brings the people into the land of Israel. And at this point in time, they were in the valley in front of Balpoor. Now... It's interesting that in the middle of the Aliyah actually has a change of parak. As we know, the chapters were not were, were added from um, a Christian source. They don't really have so much relevance. They're helpful markers. But uh, the person who put the parak put it in the middle of this Aliyah. Clearly, the, the those who divided the Aliyahs felt that this is a common theme. But it's interesting to note that from this point onward, it seems like a different topic we're going to work on understanding why it's in fact germane to what we've set up till now. So Moshe Rabbeinu now turns to Israel and says, I tell Israel, he says, you should listen to the laws, the statutes, in order to inherit the land. And he commands them not to add nor subtract any mitzvahs which are commanded to them. And he cites Baal Pa'or as proof when the whole episode of when they sinned by being seduced by the daughters of Midian and Moab, and then leading to the, um, ultimately, to being, uh, um, to, um, to being punished and the plague ensuing. So he says, you should see that, and that's, that's the result of not listening to Hashem. And he finally says, You who cleave to God will be alive today. That is the way the idea ends. So a lot of very fascinating things to think about. Number one is, when is this happening? At that time, I was um, supplicating to Hashem. Was, when was that time exactly? So Rashi puts this in context. If you remember, the end of Parshas Devarim is recounting the events of the war against Sichon and Og, the Canaanite kings on the east bank of the Jordan. So this refers to the events immediately following Parshas Chukas, going into Parshas Pinchas, actually, where this episode goes, where Moshe Rabbein requests to go in the land. Why is the request um, at this time? So Rashi explains it's because now Hashem has conquered or started allowing them to conquer the east bank of the Jordan, which is going to some of the tribes. So Moshe Rabbeinu thinks maybe now that now the, the, the Gezerah, the decree, which makes him not able to access the land, has been rescinded because he's already standing at the entrance to the palace and Hashem reaffirms it despite that. Okay, now, in Moshe Rabbeinu's prayer, what can we learn from the formulation of Tfilah, our Tfilah? So Gemara actually tells us in Brachas, a very important rule, and that is that always, whenever you speak to Hashem, you should always start off the Shevach, with praise Hashem, and then Bakasha, and then requests. So this is, this is true when it comes to his Boedidus, when a person is by themselves trying to converse with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's true of the more formal structures of prayer, which is what we have today, Aramida. 
Aramid is structured in such a way that this first Shevach, the first three brachas, are praise of Hashem, and the next 13 are requests of Hashem, different types of requests. And that's based on this formulation of Moshe Rabbeinu at the beginning of Parshas Vayeschanan. Now, Hashem says to him, Rav Lach, you have a lot. What does that mean, you have a lot? So Rav, Hirsch, Rav the Orachim HaKadosh explains that you already ha- the reason why you wanted to go to the land of Israel wasn't because you wanted to go to the spa at the Dead Sea and you wanted to be able to buy a part, an apartment uh, with a good view in Yerushalayim. No, you wanted to be able to actually accrue spiritual benefit. You wanted to do the mitzvahs in the land of Israel. So Rav Lach, you already have so much spiritual benefit. You have so much merit already. You do not need to go in the land of Israel for that. That's what Rav Lach means. Rav Hirsch says on a more basic level, Moshe Rabbeinu, you've lived out the mission of your life. You've done so much. Everything you needed to do, you've done. You don't need this anymore. And think about that. The greatest accomplishment that we can possibly think about is having being able to hear from Hashem or being able to know in and of ourselves, Rav Lach, that we did everything we need to. We've, we've been given a good life. We did what we needed to do with that life, even though it may have been difficult at times. Next question. Now, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu not to pray. That's very strange. When does Hashem tell people not to pray? So there's a few times it happens in the Torah. This is one of them. Moshe the Torah explains that Hashem loves the tefillahs, loves the prayers of righteous people. But when Hashem has made a decree, then continuing to pray is actually going to be seen as obstinance, not seeing as something which is good for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he says, don't, Al-Tosef, don't carry on praying. You need to know when is the time to pray. You need to know when is the time not to pray. Sometimes people will bash on the, the doors of heaven and, they, and they, 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 they'll, they'll call to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at any time. And sometimes Tila can really change the most dire situations. But when there's been a Gzairo and Hashem made a Shavua, an oath, that Moshe shouldn't go in, that is not going to change. Hashem doesn't want to, to exercise Tefillah at this point in time. Why? Now, another question. Why does Hashem ta- why, why is there the connection between the first and the second part of the Zaliyah? First part of the Zaliyah is Moshe Benu, his request, his request being turned down, not praying. And then the last part of the Zaliyah is telling Bnei Israel to follow these chukim and mishpat and these laws and, and, and statutes. So Arach HaMakadosh explains that it corresponds to the two lackings Moshe Benu had or experienced. One was at Meimah River where he, bu- uh, he hit the rock as opposed to speaking to the rock. And the other one was that he forgot the law of what happens when a, um, in the situation of Zimri and Cosby, when an, a Jew and a non-Jew are publicly getting together in an intimate style, what the halacha is, which Pinchas reminded him. So these are two lackings we recently saw. And the Aruch HaMakosh says is he's reaffirming them by telling them B'nai Yisrael to listen to the Chukim and Mishpat. And the Chuk is a statute which is unknown and not clear why it should be. That's referring to the um, the idea of Meme River and why he had to hit the rock and not, speak to the rock and not hit the rock. And the Mishpatim are the laws which govern society, which refers to the notion of what happened in that situation, which he forgot when it came to the case of Zimri, uh, Zimri and Cosby. It's interesting. That's maybe why this very important mitzvah of not adding or subtracting from Torah law as if it is Torah law. The rabbis add many, many fences and prophylactic pre- uh, preparations to, 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 to help us so, uh, avoid transgressions. That's true, but not as Torah law itself. That might be because Moshe Rabbeinu perhaps acted a little bit beyond over here in, with an initiative which was, which was not called for. And that's perhaps what he wants to say. Is if you want to get into the land of Israel, you need to adhere very clearly to every letter in the book. Finally, the last pasuk is a very famous pasuk. We say it every time we bring out the Sefer Torah. You who cleave to Hashem are alive today. What does this mean? So the Orach HaMakadosh quotes a very, very beautiful idea. There's a halacha that you're not allowed to erase the name of Hashem. 
So we're going to come across the pasuk that that uh, that the source of that in just a few weeks. Um, but the the halacha is you're not allowed to erase the name of Hashem. What about a suffix or a prefix? So let's say you have the word um, Elokai is Hashem's name, but what about Elokechem, your God? Or let's say the word Hashem Avaya. You say Bahashem, in Hashem, La Hashem, to Hashem. What about that that prefix, that suffix? So the halacha is actually it's different. When it comes to a prefix, a prefix you can erase is not considered integral to the name, and a suffix is considered integral to the name. You're not allowed to erase it in the same way. You would not be able to erase the name of Hashem. That's the Rabban Paskins in Hilchos Yisari HaTara. So <clears throat> what the Orach HaMakadosh is saying is that it explains this pasuk is saying is Hashem. You are cleaving to Hashem. Well, Ba Hashem is with a prefix. The letter Beis is the prefix to the name of Hashem. Well. That's not the way to adhere to be to, with, to Hashem. It's not enough to be a prefix. It's not enough that you come first and Hashem's name follows you because then you're not in, you're not an integral part of Hashem's name. He, he really fall, falls into the conveniences of your life. But Hashem Elokeichem, Hashem your God, you need to be the suffix in Hashem's name. You need to be following His agenda, and your life needs to be made. The decisions made in your life need to be following His agenda. That is when you're going to be Chaim Kulchem Hayom. When, uh, when you are the suffix and you therefore are halachically, so to speak, integral to the name itself. Very beautiful way of looking at what this pasuk means. With this, we close the first aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.